Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode, episode eight of Advice from a Call Center Geek. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is an outsourced contact center located here in beautiful yet chilly Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, I think the temperature is about 28 today. we got a wind chill that's a little brisk, but uh, we'll, we'll get through the dog days of winter here on uh, January 15th. Talking about some some things that can hopefully help you with your warm up your call center, right? Help your contact center. Um, we want to raise your quality. We want to try to help your 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 customer experience become more on the world class level. In our seven previous episodes, you know, we've touched on a lot of different things from you know a lot of reasons why your contact center may be struggling to, to kind of putting our toe in, talking about middle management and the importance and some of the tactics that we can use with them. But today I wanted to kind of talk about the meat and potatoes of that, really really focus down on the middle management, really focus on those supervisors that are actually doing the, the heavy lifting of the day-to-day operations of the contact center. When you get really well-trained management, when you have instilled your corporate or your call center culture, which we've talked about in the past, if they can kind of trickle that down to the associates, if they understand the KPIs, the proper way to talk to their agents, Everybody's on the same team with the same plan. It's amazing what can happen in your call center. So today we, we really want to talk about management cultivation. We want to talk about the management training program that we use at, in our center. Hopefully, you know, a lot of it you can, you can take and carry over into your call center if you don't, do not have a, a management training program or if you do, you know, maybe hopefully we can give you some ideas that maybe you weren't thinking of or, or a different way to kind of or give your management trainee some some new tools that they can take to their to their team. So to start this off, I wanted to start with a quote. I really like this Howard Schultz, um, who's the CEO of Starbucks, or I guess now the ex-CEO of, of Starbucks. But he says, you can't expect your employees to exceed expectations of your customers if you don't exceed the employees' expectations of management. And I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, that really sums up what we're trying to do here is, is really to, to develop really high-end management for your, for your call center. So the first couple questions that I want to ask you that I want you to think about is, is how do you facilitate call center management education in your call center? You know, do you have a training plan at all? Again, are you just taking your long-tenured associates? Are you making them supervisors or team leads when a supervisor leaves? If you hire a supervisor off the street, do you have a training plan or a guide that you give them? Um, that that really instills the cultures that you're looking for from your call center and, and how you guys operate. So again, most call center organizations that I've seen, they really do not do a, a great job of preparing their middle management for the job at hand. 
and are just pooling their associates and, and deeming them worthy of being a supervisor. So bear with me here. I was As I was doing my podcast notes, there's a couple sports analogies that I threw into this episode. So here's the first one. But, you know, just because you were a great basketball player or a great football player doesn't mean you're going to be a great coach. You know, we've seen, you know, Mike Singletary, who's, a, who's an unbelievable linebacker for the Bears, you know, kind of flame out really fast as a head coach. We've seen, you know, Magic Johnson, who was an unbelievable basketball player, maybe okay in the front office of the Lakers right now, but, you know, really struggled as a, as a, as a coach. And it's the same thing here. I think, I think I beat that point to death here, but I think it's that important that I just, you know, wanted to reiterate how important this, this having some type of structure of a program is. So let's talk about the structure and let's talk about the program. I like to have, you know, just just to start this off, you know, I'd like to have these management trainees who we've interviewed, right? So normally we post positions for management. We also, if you look at our agent analysis program, which we've done a kind of a full episode on, we know who the, the reps are that are trying to become supervisors because we've kind of had them on a plan as they've become reps because they've told us that's where they want to be in their career progression. So we're helping them get that. We understand and kind of know who they are. So once we think that, you know, first of all, there's a need for management. And second, we think that, you know, they're ready to go. We're going to make the management trainees. We're going to give them a little bit of a bump in salary and give them the expectation of a program. And our, our program is a three to six month management trainee program. And, and I know that that's kind of a head scratcher as there's a big difference between three and six months, Tom, but we like to have a six-month management training program, but we understand that sometimes company needs can can come a little bit before what we'd like. We'll never go less than three months, and we can kind of fit everything that we do in the six-month program into three months. So we, we just kind of liken it to say a three- to six-month program based on, on management needs. So these management trainees, once we've kind of given them that position, they assume in our call center, they assume that team lead role. So I know a lot of you guys are just using team leads to, to bump up other you know, high-performing agents. There's nothing wrong with that. But in our, in our call center, uh, we're using our management trainees as our team leads. So how many should you have in a class and when should you be doing these classes? And, you know, we, we like and we, we do these classes and we start management training programs, you know, based on company need. So we're not doing them quarterly. We're just, you know, we end up doing probably about five or six classes a year. Um, we like to have three to five management trainees in each class. Anything more than that can can lose some of the one-on-one, um, really getting to know that, that management trainee feeling. And anything less, you know, kind of ruins the discussion and a lot of the things that we want to talk about. So, you know, three to five is, seems to be the right number for us. And again, we're, we're just going to look at our forecast, look at what's coming up, look at if there's any growth opportunities in any of the programs and understanding when we're going to need more help and more management. And that's kind of when we're going to we're going to do these. So the actual structure of the program is it's set up. You know, we, we're doing weekly management training meetings. So these will take place. And I do most of the time I do this. Our trainers do this. We bring in kind of guests. Right. They're just you know, different areas of the company come in and, and talk a little bit about their area. Um, but we do hourly meetings, you know, and for me, this is really the fun part. This is where I get to really understand and know my management team. And this is also, you know, where we can really look to instill culture. So we know, um, if you've listened to anything previously, that our culture is a culture of attitude and effort. So not only do these these candidates need to possess that, but they need to understand how to trickle that and how to give that to their associates on the floor. So that's a big piece of what we're talking about. So it's culture. We talk about leadership. 
how to act and talk on their team, how to act and talk to other peers, how to deal with confrontation that arises on the on the floor, you know, and that can be from a rep, you know, not feeling like working today to somebody who maybe says something um, that's inappropriate on the team and, and really how do we deal with that um, to, to try to turn attitudes around before things get out of, out of control, meaning, you know, we have to take them off the floor. So we're trying to give them all the psychological tools to be able to turn agents and to understand the personalities of our agents to try to give them, uh, you know, the opportunity to succeed. So obviously in these meetings also we're going to we're going to have you know meetings on systems our CMS system our workforce management tools um, we're going to we use nice in contact we're going to talk really in depth about the reporting capabilities about dashboards you know trying making sure that we give them the tools that they can find the the information that they need out they can hit the 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 goals for each program I like to give them printed out chapters from my favorite leadership and coaching books and I have a ton of those and in the if you go to uh, podcast.callcentergeek.com, I'll put a couple of the books that I like and I use in our management training program in there too so that you can you can check those out. You know, one of the other things that we do is a, a legal class where we'll either bring in an attorney on the HR side or we'll, we'll try to do an off-site. And we'll talk about things like sexual harassment, what you can and can't say on your team, any company policies like marijuana or dress code or how we deal with those types of, of issues that, you know, get a little bit more touchy, I think is really, really important. And to be honest, makes me be able to sleep at night knowing that our management trainees and our supervisors understand and know how to deal with situations that arise if, if you know, the management, the, the higher management isn't there. You, you need to instill discussion with these. Make sure that, you know, you can give some quote-unquote homework. Make sure that they're doing some reading you can really see kind of people's personalities and who's going to be really successful. And, and it gives you an idea of, of who you're working with here. So make sure again that you, you have snacks out when they're there, make it a little bit special, do some things on your, if you have a company internet or if you have, you know, you can post some flyers of, of what these guys are doing and, and who they are, and, you know, make it a, make it a kind of a special ex- experience. So the second thing is, we do on-the-job experience or on-the-job training. So what we like to do, and this gets more to when we can do the six-month um, train, and if we can only do the three, we kind of we kind of cut some of this out. But ideally, we love to have each of our management trainees spend a week in each of the different departments. So obviously, they're going to be on the contact center floor a lot, but having them, you know, spend a week with client services, having them spend them a week in QA, you know, monitoring calls, have them spend a week with our finance people. You know, anybody, oh, HR, HR is really important that they, you know, get to sit down on interviews and kind of see what goes into that process. It's kind of like when you go to college and you got to take those, those one-on-one classes on like English, right, to make you a more well-rounded person. Well, it's the same thing here. I think if you, if you have an idea of what your, your peers or what some of the other people in your company are going through, it makes some of the decisions that maybe you'll make, you can relate to that a little bit more. And I think it, it, it instills a little bit of, uh, of camaraderie within the company. Having said that, they're going to go on to the floor as well, you know, outside of these ma- meetings or, you know, when they're doing the on-the-job. The supervisors that they are the team lead for is going to take them under their wing. They're going to take over the team during certain times when the, the supervisor is gone for the day or maybe is out sick or is on lunch to get that type of experience. And then, you know, once we kind of have done all this, right, so we're we're now a couple months into this thing and, and – we're getting pretty deep into our 
our stuff, we're going to do a final test. So once we have them trained, we think on all aspects of what it means to be a supervisor in our organization. We we give them a team of eight to 10 associates for a week. We try to give them some newer agents, some younger agents, and kind of get a good mix. And they're reviewed. Uh, They're reviewed on how they're doing. They're reviewed by myself. They're reviewed by um, our trainers. Um, We do focus groups with the agents to see if there's anything that, you know, that maybe they didn't like or some things that they need to tweak. We're going to look at their goals, right? Did they hit their goals? You know, how was the attendance on the team that week? All those things that really we think comes into a supervisor. We're going to do a microcosm of it in a week. Once they have succeeded, then we graduate them. And, you know, we're huge on ceremonies and on cakes and flyers and balloons and high fives, right? And that's the cool thing about being in a call center. So what we do here, which I think is really cool, and you need to do this, is we do a kind of a swearing-in ceremony. So when somebody graduates, we actually have an oath that they take. We have a book that every single supervisor has signed their name to, and they kind of put their hand on that book and kind of not give their oath to the company, but just that they're going to try to instill the qualities of of attitude and effort, the KPIs. And I have the full oath. I don't. It's not coming to the top of my head right now. I should have had this in front of me, but it's it's actually pretty cool. It's it's a paragraph and. You know, we kind of do the same thing like, you know, if, if you're being sworn into the president of the United States. And then, so it's kind of cool, a little bit different. They they get a red jacket then. We have a dress code here. So they have a black jacket as they're in the management training program. And then they get deemed with a red jacket um, once they become a supervisor. New name badge, um, you know, all those little things that, that kind of make it a, a little bit of a different feel and make them, you know, they earned it, right? They, they've gone through a, a program. They, they've done extra work. They've done things outside of work to, to better themselves and to hopefully better the company. So that should be rewarded. So again, then we'll have some cake and you know, we'll have, we'll bring in lunch for them. And then, you know, they, they get their team, they get introduced to their team and, uh, and then we're off to the races. So we'll still keep, keep kind of a close eye on them for the first, you know, month or so. But other than that, you know, they are treated like a like a, a five or ten year tenured supervisor on our call center floor. So that's the overview, right? That's kind of the very rough, I guess, thirty thousand foot view of kind of what we do. We will, you know, I think I can do a, a full podcast on the meetings that we we do. You know, kind of give you the full class one, class two, class three, class four. I didn't want to do that today. I think you know, I didn't want to make this more than than the twenty minute range. But I think that gives you a, a kind of a cool outline to follow, just making sure that you know, you're instilling a culture, you're instilling the proper metrics and KPIs, you have a plan that you look organized to, you know, you, you're making sure that there's leadership and there's cultivation of um, any type of issue handling on the team, that all those policies are instilled in, in all of your middle management. And if, again, if you have really solid middle management, you're going to lose 80% of the issues on your call center floor. If you have a, a call center that's just having lots of issues, lots of turnover, you know, most of the time it's your management. So again, take a look at that. Take a look at the program. You know, my email is tlaird at expedia.net. If you want some more information, if you have any questions, feel free to you know, shoot me an email. I can, I can help you with that. But uh, hopefully that's help, helpful. You know, hopefully those are some actionable items that you can kind of take back and at least think about here in, in January of 2019 of, of taking a couple months and developing your own program for your center to, to improve the quality 
of your agents and hopefully the, the quality of your management as well. That's it for episode eight. On episode nine, we're going to talk about QA and your, your quality assurance. Should you be using live calls? Should you be using recorded calls? What's the best way to do QA and, and to make sure that your agents are following all the procedures, disclosures, have the right tone in your call center? So I think a pretty important episode, one that I think can, can definitely help the, the, the quality of your call center. So again, join me next time, and, and that'll be next week. So hopefully next, by next Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll have, a, we'll have episode, uh, I guess it'll be episode nine out. Thank you, everybody, for joining me, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed Advice from a Call Center Geek. Oh, hey, one more thing here before I let you go. If you've made it this far to this episode, hopefully you've liked it. I would love if we can start to, to get some reviews here on iTunes. So if, if you have a second and you've enjoyed this or you've gotten anything from the previous podcast, if you can please, please, please subscribe and then go on there and, and, and post a review. I appreciate it. And again, we'll talk to you next week. This has been advice from a call center geek. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you're the first to hear next week's episode. Jam-packed with actionable takeaways you can implement ASAP. Chime in with your thoughts on the episode on Twitter at from underscore geek and on Instagram at call underscore center underscore geek. Also, take a look at our contact center operations book by the same name, Advice from a Call Center Geek on Amazon. This podcast is sponsored by ExpediaUSA.com.